Section 25 of The Evolution of Modern Medicine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Evolution of Modern Medicine by Sir William Osler. Chapter 6 The Rise of Preventive Medicine. Introduction. The story so far has been of men and of movements, of men who have consciously or unconsciously initiated great movements, and of movements by which Nolans, Volans, the men of time, were molded and controlled. Hippocrates, in the Tractate on Ancient Medicine, has a splendid paragraph on the attitude of mind towards the men of the past. My attention was called to it one day in the Roman Forum by Commendatore Boni who quoted it as one of the great sayings of antiquity here it is quote, but on that account i say we ought not to reject the ancient art as if it were not and had not been properly founded because it did not attain accuracy in all things but rather since it is capable of reaching to the greatest exactitude by reasoning to receive it and admire its discoveries made from a state of great ignorance and as having been well and properly made and not from chance unquote. i have tried to tell you of what the best of these men in successive ages knew to show you their point of outlook on the things that interest us to understand the old writers one must see as they saw feel as they felt believe as they believed and this is hard indeed impossible we may get near them by asking the spirit of the age in which they lived to enter in and dwell with us but it does not always come literary criticism is not literary history we have no use here for the former but to analyze his writings is to get as far as we can behind the doors of a man's mind to know and appraise his knowledge not from our standpoint but from that of his contemporaries his predecessors and his immediate successors each generation has its own problems to face looks at truth from a special focus and does not quite see the same outlines as any other for example men of the present generation grow up under influences very different from those which surrounded my generation in the seventies of the last century when virchow and his great contemporaries laid the sure and deep foundations of modern pathology which of you now knows the cellular pathology as we did to many of you it is a closed book to many more virchow may be thought a spent force but no he has only taken his place in a great galaxy we do not forget the magnitude of his labors but a new generation has new problems his message was not for you but that medicine to-day runs in larger moulds and turns out finer castings is due to his life and work it is one of the values of lectures on the history of medicine to keep alive the good influences of great men even after their positive teaching is antiquated let no man be so foolish as to think that he has exhausted any subject for his generation virchow was not happy when he saw the young men pour into the old bottle of cellular pathology the new wine of bacteriology lister could never understand how aseptic surgery arose out of his work ehrlich would not recognize his epoch-making views on immunity when this generation has finished with them i believe it was hegel who said that progress is a series of negations the denial today of what was accepted yesterday the contradiction by each generation 
of some part at least of the philosophy of the last but all is not lost the germplasm remains a nucleus of truth to be fertilized by men often ignorant even of the body from which it has come knowledge evolves but in such a way that its possessors are never in sure possession Quote, it is because science is sure of nothing that it is always advancing Unquote. duclo history is the biography of the mind of man and its educational value is in direct proportion to the completeness of our study of the individuals through whom this mind has been manifested i have tried to take you back to the beginnings of science and to trace its gradual development which is conditioned by three laws in the first place like a living organism truth grows and its gradual evolution may be traced from the tiny germ to the mature product never springing minerva like to full stature at once truth may suffer all the hazards incident to generation and gestation much of history is a record of the mishaps of truths which have struggled to birth only to die or else to wither in premature decay or the germ may be dormant for centuries awaiting the fullness of time secondly all scientific truth is conditioned by the state of knowledge at the time of its announcement thus at the beginning of the seventeenth century the science of optics and mechanical appliances had not made possible so far as the human mind was concerned the existence of blood capillaries and blood corpuscles jenner could not have added to his inquiry a study on immunity sir william perkin and the chemists made cook technique possible pasteur gave the conditions that produced lister davy and others furnished the preliminaries necessary for anesthesia everywhere we find this filiation one event following the other in orderly sequence mind begins mind as harvey de generation says Quote, opinion is the source of opinion democritus with his atoms and eudoxus with his chief good which he placed in pleasure impregnated epicurus the four elements of empedocles aristotle the doctrines of the ancient thebans pythagoras and plato geometry euclid unquote. and thirdly to scientific truth alone may the homo mensura principle be applied since of all mental treasures of the race it alone compels general acquiescence that this general acquiescence this aspect of certainty is not reached per saltum but is of slow often difficult growth marked by failures and frailties but crowned at last with an acceptance accorded to no other project of mental activity is illustrated by every important discovery from copernicus to darwin the difficulty is to get men to the thinking level which compels the application of scientific truths protagoras that mighty wise man as socrates called him who was responsible for the aphorism that man is the measure of all things would have been the first to recognize the folly of this standard for the people at large but we have gradually reached a stage in which knowledge is translated into action made helpful for suffering humanity just as the great discoveries in physics and chemistry have been made useful in the advance of civilization we have traced medicine through a series of upward steps a primitive stage in which it emerged from magic and religion into an empirical art as seen among the egyptians and babylonians a stage in which the natural character of disease was recognized and the importance of its study as a phenomenon of nature was announced a stage in which the structure and functions of the human body were worked out 
a stage in which the clinical and anatomical features of disease were determined a stage in which the causes of disorders were profitably studied and a final stage in which we have just entered the application of the knowledge for their prevention science has completely changed man's attitude towards disease take a recent concrete illustration a couple of years ago in philadelphia and in some other parts of the united states a very peculiar disease appeared characterized by a rash upon the skin and moderate fever and a constitutional disturbance proportionate to the extent and severity of the eruption the first malady broke out in the members of a crew of a private yacht then in the crews of other boats and among persons living in the boarding-houses along the docks it was the cause of a great deal of suffering and disability there were three courses open to accept the disease as a visitation of god a chastening affliction sent from above and to call to aid the spiritual arm of the church except the peculiar people few now take this view or adopt this practice the christian scientists would probably deny the existence of the rash and of the fever refuse to recognize the itching and get himself into harmony with the infinite thirdly the method of experimental medicine first the conditions were studied under which the individual case occurred the only common factor seemed to be certain straw mattresses manufactured by four different firms all of which obtained their straw from the same source the second point was to determine the relation of the straw to the rash one of the investigators exposed a bare arm and shoulder for an hour between two mattresses three people voluntarily slept on the mattresses for one night siftings from the straw were applied to the arm under all of which circumstances the rash quickly developed showing conclusively the relation of the straw to the disease thirdly siftings from the straw and mattresses which had been thoroughly disinfected failed to produce the rash and fourthly careful inspection of the siftings of the straw disclosed living parasites small mites which when applied to the skin quickly produced the characteristic eruption in the section twenty five